Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. We have a very special edition. This time we have not the regular crew, but the regular crew and a special guest. Tony, take it away. Yeah, hi. Uh, well, so we we have, uh, no, normally we have our standard crew. We normally have, well, today we have Mark. Say hi. Hi. How's it going today? We have Brian. Hello. We have Chris. Hey. But our other Chris is conspicuously missing today. But in his place is another person, Jessica. Hello. So she will be joining us uh, for today's campaign. So this is a very special edition of uh, Paper, Pencil, Dice. We're gonna be talking, we're gonna be running a campaign here. Uh, it's gonna go over just a handful of episodes here for the holiday season. And uh, we're going to, uh, I guess, take it away. So uh, tune in for the next few episodes here and we'll, we'll be diving into special edition of Paper, Pencil, Dice. So uh, let's go ahead and first of all, start with you, Chris. Can you go ahead and tell us what your character's name is? My character's name is Felix Ganther. He's an elven rogue with a mysterious past. All right. Well, Felix, you suddenly wake up. You're sitting in a chair. That's uh, convenient. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> it, uh, and you look around. This is a chair that is, uh, it's, it's a wooden chair. It's got a nice cushion on the seat. Okay. Um, and there's arms on the chair. And okay. as you look around the room and kind of take in your, your settings, because this is Definitely different than where you last remembered yourself being. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other people sitting in the room, um, just sitting around. Uh, there's a, a plant that's sitting in a pot in one corner of the room. Uh, there is a small desk off to the side with a uh, um, a woman, uh, short with a, sort of a hair up in a curled sort of beehive style do uh, mm. with uh, cat eye glasses sitting in the corner okay. uh, typing away at some sort of a metal box okay um, there are other people in the room and uh, there's a sign on the wall that says you are here now welcome oh I'm glad I've arrived hello ma'am ma'am hello where am I It'll be explained shortly. Please uh, take a seat. Uh, I have a seat. What, what is your name? Uh, Felix. Oh, excellent. I'm pretty sure. You are just a few seconds early. So if uh, she looks over uh, over her glasses at you and gives you kind of an annoyed, kind of the teachery look, uh, and she gestures at the chair that's open. Okay. And goes back to typing. So you want me to go out of this chair and go into that chair? Oh, I thought I didn't realize you had gotten a chair. Never mind. Yes, continue to sit in your own chair. That's well, awesome. I was fixing to die. What's going on? In- You're fine. Everything will be explained in a uh, in a short bit. <sighs> so in a few moments, uh, you see a little bit of smoke in that chair that she was just gesturing at, and uh, suddenly a, another person appears in that chair. Uh, do you want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and explain to us what you look like over there, Brian? Sure. I am playing uh, Beldath Fezziwig, and I know what you're thinking. Fezziwig, that doesn't sound like a very human name, but I am a human ranger uh, raised by some gnomish parents. So I've got a rather interesting past here. <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, welcome. Uh 
What, what is your name? I mean, welcome. He just... Uh, Belbeth. Excellent. Uh, what, uh, why am I here? It will be explained shortly. Uh, uh, this, okay. Excellent. What's excellent about him? He's just puffed out of a chair. Oh, settle down. Why are it you so upset? Because she said that four times now. Did she I, say it to you? Yes. Oh, guys. I'm confused. It will be explained shortly. Please remain calm. Group A, you can go in. So uh, at, at this point in time, a, uh, a door opens and a well-dressed man wearing a gray suit with a tie, uh, with a red tie, walks out and goes, uh, hello, uh, you, and he points at the two of you, goes, Felix and Beldoth, yes? Uh, yeah. All right, please follow me into my office. Uh, or follow me into the office over do here. Do they need their pins first? They will in just a moment. Okay, excellent. I'm certain they have questions and yeah, well, must they always need do. to sort that out. So please, come. I'd like to talk to the two of you. And you are? Oh, I'm Agent Lance. Agent Lance. By the way, welcome to Aegis. Or Aegis. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Aegis. Is that stand for something or is that like a... It will all be explained. Please follow me. <sighs> must be the... It's the, they say it's right the company motto, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys work where I work as in you, real life. As you leave the room, you still you still hear her tapping away. <laughs> so uh, I pulls you off. This is an office that's connected to this waiting room, but not see, like there's a double door off to the side. It appears to be a main entrance to something. Double door. He, he's he's sending you to, or he's taking you to a room that's off to the side, not part of that double door. Okay, double so, door. <laughs> Yes. No. 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 Anyway, so he he gestures. There's two seats in here, and then there's another seat behind a desk. And he goes and has a seat behind the desk, and he goes. So again, uh, welcome to Aegis. Um, So you're probably, I'm guessing, wondering why you're here. How am I alive? Well, you are. So you had a mishap with the clock, but unfortunately, this wasn't a normal clock. Um, and instead of destroying you, it flung you off into time itself. Which is how you came here. Yes, because clocks tell time and now they transport people through it. Uh, there are ones that miss, misfire occasionally. And, you know, it happens. These, it sounds strange, these things happen all the time, you know. Oh. Anyway. Great. Can, can One you, of those. Terrible. Can you please explain uh, what happened to my party? I was, um... I was in the middle of battling, and I'm concerned because Audria, I was trying to protect her, and well, now I'm here. I have good news for you. Audria did did make it out alive. Uh, The the dragon didn't kill her, but unfortunately the rest of your party did did perish. But (laughs) her actions saved your life. Unfortunately, it sent you ultimately here. Um, So unfortunately, that's far away in both time and space from, from where Audrey is, but rest assured, she, she made it out alive, so... We're dead, aren't we? Not... No, you're not dead. I'll, like I said, I'll explain. So, this is Aegis. Uh, spelled A-E-G-I-S. This is the Agency for Eon Guided Interception and Security. So, um... You are here because you suffered a mishap which, unfortunately, displaced you in time. 
since this particular mishap and you both are fairly influential people in your respective timelines, um, this disruption would end up causing a disruption to the overall timeline. So uh, we elected instead of immediately uh, eliminating you to bring you here. Wait a minute. Why would you eliminate me if I'm so important? Because you could disrupt the timeline. We'll, we'll explain. So, um, our job as as Aegis is to safeguard this world from disruptions to the timeline. What we'll do, what we do, is we find individuals, objects, events that are displaced out of time, and we will remove their influence from disrupting the natural timeline. So, the our, our job is ultimately to prevent disruption. If an event, say, is not supposed to happen, happens, we go to stop it. If an event is supposed to happen and doesn't happen, we go there to make sure that it does. Um, for example, let, let, let me let me explain this uh, with with something that's easier to understand uh, to, to to mortals. So um, he pulls out a piece of string, and he goes, he goes, imagine this string is the timeline. Okay. Okay. This is the natural timeline of of the world itself. So. There are several things happening, and he waves his hand above and below it. There are several things happening all over time and space around that have no effect whatsoever on the timeline itself. Okay. As such, we don't do anything about those. They don't affect the timeline. They're not our concern. But sometimes there are things that will disrupt the timeline, uh, possibly damage the timeline. He pulls out a, a, a blade and cuts the cuts the string, and the string kind of falls limp on both sides. He goes, so... By, remo- by by severing the this this timeline in the middle, you see that time has begun to collapse as he kind of gestures to the string falling down. He goes, you can repair the timeline. He takes the two ends of the string, ties them together in a small knot, and he goes, but even though you've repaired the timeline and time is, is back together, there's less of it. The time is now shorter. And if you do this a few hundred times, you end up with no timeline at all. Um... So, is and so time will cease to function. Um, so really, this is this this is our our purpose. We we detect things that are out of sync with the timeline, or that and and if we assess if those things pose a threat to the timeline, or if they have the potential to pose a threat to the timeline, as the two of you uh, do, uh, we will eliminate them to the, from the timeline and from existence to prevent that. Uh, now. In your case, we wanted to make you an offer instead of eliminating you. Well, that seems rather generous of you. Another path, so to speak. We would like to offer you a job, working as an agent of Aegis. Um, but before we make you that offer officially, I'm sure you both have a lot of questions. So, go ahead. So you make strings longer? Uh, we prevent strings from getting shorter. Of course. And you said something about mortal? So I'm guessing you're not mortal? Not in the strictest sense. I, since I am a being more or less consisting of time, I, I, I can die. I have that capacity, but... Well, that's good to know. I, I, don't, I don't think and function along the same lines as, as you. Okay. I mean, probably closer to you, because you can live, you know, as an elf, you can live... You know, hundreds of years. So you understand the passage of eras and civilizations, um, as do I. But um, imagine the passage of 
continental movement. Um, these things are, are things that are common to our people, but um, less to yours. Excellent. So, you're, what if we uh, don't take the deal? Are you going to kill us? Yes, that would be the plan. Excellent. That's great. Well, so uh, I'm guessing the secretary in the office was a immortal like you. Oh no, no, she's something far different. She's uh, that that again. That will be explained. She, I mean, of course, she is. Of course, <laughs> she she is, and she's not. It's 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 complicated. Uh, honestly, the best way to describe her is complicated. Awesome. Honestly, you'll be very familiar with her by the by the end of your uh, your time here at the agency. So we do this job for you, or I guess you're just offering it to me. Maybe you're still going to get killed. No, Um, well, it depends on if you accept or not. So we do, I do the job, we do the job. After the job, do we go back to our time streams or what? Oh, no, you are are an agent of Aegis. Forever? Well, as long as you choose to be. And then when I choose not to be, you kill me. Well, kill is probably the wrong word. We, We choose to use the word eliminate because we... We eliminate you. Sounds less gross. <laughs> we, 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 it's less violent. Yeah. Well, to, to kill someone means to end their existence. To eliminate means that your existence never happened. So you, you never existed if you're eliminated. Oh, and that means so much to the person being eliminated. There's a huge difference. Trust me, there, it is not a painful process at all, so there's nothing to worry about. Oh, perhaps. nothing to worry about. That's, that's exactly the thoughts going through my mind right now. So, okay, so we're in some agency. Are we in the future? Are we in the past? Are we... That is a complicated answer. The answer to that, to both of those questions is yes. Of course. Will that get explained later, too? Oh, I just explained it. We are both in the past and the future. Well, actually, we're not really in either. It, it, I guess the way you would understand it... Limbo. We are, we are outside of time. Great. So, we become agents of Aegis? Aegis. Aegis, like, okay, awesome. So, we go be cops for, we're going to be time cops? I, I, I mean, they're, yes, in, in a matter of speaking, you're more time enforcers. You don't assess where the threats are. We are, are, um... Reconnaissance will assess where the threats are. We simply send you to go as it's... You have a lot to, uh, easier time interacting with people out there in the world because you were one. But are one, I guess. You know, you still exist. So, it's... it's We've found it's a lot more efficient to send people who have been part of the world out to interact with it because they typically uh, have a much better time of just the interaction, you know. No, I they don't... don't they, but okay. The others don't think, don't look at them as strange as they do us. Wow. Plus, also, we have a lot more ability to perceive, and so our our time is better. Haha. <laughs> our time is better used to uh, figure out where the disruptions are coming. So and, you're the geeks, and we're the guns. Well, I don't out of character. I don't think your character knows what a gun is, but. Oh, I don't know where I don't know what time frame I'm from. You're from probably like the Middle Ages. Oh, okay, fair enough. Sort of. You're the you're the geeks and we're the armaments. Yes, All that right. would be that would be an accurate way of putting it. 
I'm totally confused. Do you want to ask questions now? Um, well, I think it's pretty clear. It's either we choose death or we choose to be these enforcers. And since I'm not that fond of death, I think uh, the choice is rather clear. What do we got to do? Well, so you both accept? Sure. I think it's death or this choice, so I, I think I choose not You make not it sound death. so bad. I mean, it's it, the, you're not trapped here. You can still return to your original time and perhaps even meet, you know, meet again the people who you once were accompanied with. Um, I see. But well, do you actually, do you, do you at least have cool gadgets and instruments that I can, I can use? Because that sounds really intriguing to me. The, uh, yes, we have several. Um, they are, uh, well, we'll show you who, who creates our gadgets here when, once you come in. Are there engineering? Are they, are they gears and, and sprockets? Um, sometimes. Uh, it's, it's not a well-mastered science. It's kind of more manipulation of time and pulling things out of it to a degree. It will, I, I know this is a little bit of a tried uh, statement, but we'll explain later. <laughs> oh, I love those things. I grew up with those. I, I, I am more on board now. So, uh, if you both accept, follow me. It leads you back out of the office and in front of the, uh, the, the woman at the reception desk, typing away, and I uh, goes, uh, Anos, can you please provide them with their uh, their pins? They are ready to join our esteemed agency. She walks over to gives each of you a pin. You happen to notice at this point that she also is wearing a pin, and uh, that he's wearing a pin, but his is a slightly different color. Pin is like a brooch, or like yes, brooch. Yeah, like, like, a brooch. like a like a cloak pin type thing. I don't have to wear a red shirt, do I? You nope. do not have to wear a red shirt. <laughs> You're not going to make it past this episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go put on the pin, see if it helps me understand something better, because I'm still confused. Hoping this grants some sort of intelligence or communication. Do you put the pin on? Yeah. Do you put the pin on? I put the pin on. All right, the moment you guys both put the pin on, uh, Jessica, would you like to explain what you look like now that they're wearing the pins? Before you, you see a sphinx, as in the Egyptian sphinx. Um, she is uh, has golden fur, um, wings, and is um, has has hair the the Egyptian bull cut style hair, um, and she has on her back um, saddlebags that have. She's still wearing like the suit that she was wearing yes. in there in, in the human form, and she's still wearing the cat glasses. The one thing that's conspicuous about her is that there's the whatever this thing that she's typing on this metal box, her, with her kind of large paws, she's kind of just slapping the keyboard, and yet whatever she's typing is still coming out clearly. You'll get used to it. I kind of peek over at the big paws and look at the screen and. Hi. What's a screen? Oh yeah, we don't know what screen is. Or well, whatever. the the paper that because yeah, she was taping on like an old fifties yeah, style. Yeah, so it's like it, it's like oh. a. Uh, so yeah, it came out where the, with oh, the paper coming up at the top, mm. and she lifts up one paw, and it's a pretty big paw, and just waves at everyone. That's it's very friendly. Yes. 
Um, I'm so happy you guys have decided to join us. It, it's really not fun when they they decide to uh, not join us, and then there's paperwork, and, and it just gets well. It's not really death. I mean, with you people. It'll all be explained <laughs> later. Apparently, you should show them the coffee shop. I always find that helps out people. The people really, really like the the Rallos coffee shop. It's it's one of the main things that are in the agency. Coffee sounds normal. Yes. This, so I, oh, you, you may not know what coffee is. It's this beverage that's hot and it's it's black and it's really good and it makes you really really hyper. I think we've had coffee before. Have you had coffee today? When haven't I had coffee? Uh huh. Yes. Okay. Say hi to the girls at the coffee shop for me. Uh, yes, sure. Well, what do you look like now? We got the pins on. Looks just the same as he did. Okay. He did not change appearance. But she did. Um, and he gestures towards the double doors and opens them up and says, please follow me. Let me show you around the facility a little bit. Do I know what a sphinx is? Um, it's essentially a cat with wings. A, a bipe- or a quadruped cat, cat with wings. Well, I understand that, but does my character know? Um, did your character ages? ever study Egyptian? Nope. <laughs> Was he from... May, it, it's up to you. You you can decide if your character No, my, no, my character it's, has no clue. Okay. Do you know what a lion would be? Oh, yeah. Then it's, so it's a lion so with it's wings. a lion with wings. With, with a human head? Yeah, yeah, human face. Usually, yeah, usually human face. You, yeah. In terrible need of a nose job. <laughs> well, only after Napoleon's been there. <laughs> that was World War II, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was the Napoleon. Napoleon was not around in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Napoleonic Wars that or they used it for target <laughs> practice. Anyway, back to game. So, uh, open up the doors, and uh, the... You see, uh, as you walk through the doors, you see this massive facility. So there's these large metal walkways going throughout this huge facility. There's tons and tons of people moving around and also tons of these sphinxes moving around. Lots and lots and lots and lots. Actually, the sphinxes seem to outnumber just about everybody else here. Uh, But there's also, you know... We are legion. There's also agents that are walking around. And um, so he walks in and goes, so... um, so this is the facility here. You see down below, there's like below the walkways, there's kind of this area where there's a bunch more of those sinks that are typing away on typewriter looking devices. And they're kind of taking up paper, handing it to another one who's running it off to someone else. A lot of d- data entry type, type stuff going on. So does everybody else's badges look like the ones that... Uh we have, or are they they different? The majority of them look exactly like the ones you have. Okay, um, I wasn't sure. There's a handful of people. You probably see maybe a, one or two other people that have a badge like the guy who who uh, hired you onto the agency, but there's not very many of those. Okay, I wasn't sure if the enforcers and we were able to identify other enforcers that were. For the most part, it seems like everyone has the same okay. badge. Do, for the most part, yes. Do all of the sphinxes have? The badge as well? The vast majority. Well, actually, some of them do. Most of them don't. Most of the sphinxes don't. But there are certain ones that do. Okay. Um, so, and he goes, so um, over here is, uh, well, probably one of the most popular places here in Aegis. Uh, it's Rollo's Coffee Shop. Uh, I strong, they, It's excellent coffee there. And you see over there, you look, it says Rollo's, and then there's a picture of that sphinx lady you as you look around every sphinx is identical they're all 
one. Well, they're not there's one lots six. Of me. There's lots, lots, lots of lots of me. the same person. It looks wow. like. Wow. Um, but the the symbol on there is a picture of the Sphinx with a saddlebag of two co- two like full of coffee beans going like like double thumbs up. And, uh, hey, we got Juan from Columbia Coffee. Great, that's a sphinx. She makes excellent coffee. All right, let's so, go get uh, some coffee before I get more confused. Um, and right before you're about to step away, um, do you want do you want we have samples today? And she comes out, and you see she's wearing a barista uh, smock and has, is balancing cups of coffee on her head on a tray, perfectly flat. You don't know how she got it on there. And she comes over and serves to you. It's excellent coffee. We just made it fresh. Why didn't you just ride with us down in the elevator? What the do you mean? Who are you? Coffee shop is right here, right by the doors. Okay, why didn't you just walk out with us? Why'd you go all the way around? What are you talking about? You're Anos, right? Yes. Yes, we are all Anos. I need a coffee. Here, excellent. <laughs> this is why we have the coffee shop right next to the elevator. Yeah. We find it comes makes it easier. Here, yeah. would you like a cup oh. of coffee as well? Well, this is entirely strange, but I will try your mysterious beverage. Excellent. So, at the same time, uh, the uh, the guy, uh, Agent Lance, also takes a cup and he goes, Oh, good. Uh, Phil, you're here. As, as you see, uh, a, a gentleman who uh, was grabbing a cup of coffee and happens to look over and go ahead and introduce uh, what you look like there. Absolutely. Uh, so, I am a human bard. I've got a very large feathered hat um, a very typical bard looking character my name is actually Phil Phil Connors he is a uh, uh, do I need to do a backstory uh, you, can, you can give us a little bit of backstory sure he uh, Phil's actually a, originally an office worker from a pharmaceutical company in Ohio um, he has been here for a little while and I am really pleased to meet you but uh, now he looks over at Agent Lance and says, "Are these the stupid rookies I'm gonna be working with?" That's rather rude, but yeah. Are these the rookies I'm gonna be working with? They are. They, these these are the, the the new agents that are gonna be working underneath you. Yes. Phil, Phil, you should try the coffee. We got a new blend in. Uh, I it's love your exciting. coffee. Give me a couple cups. So um, okay, and they go back and they do barista stuff and the- it's like cocktail with coffee. Oh okay. <laughs> so it's it fine. It's really, it's amazing. Coffee. Okay, it's amazing coffee. All right. Um, I feel I feel better after. A she picks of all coffee. the beans herself. Literally. Literally. I don't. I don't know if I want to know right now. Um, <laughs> so the the other thing you you see is so you go and get um, a, a, another uh, Anos shows up another the Sphinx lady. Uh, this one happens to be wearing a uh, blue vest with a white shirt underneath. And he goes, oh, good, uh, Anos, you're here. So um, this is your, gonna be uh, your Anos, uh, who's gonna give you a quick tour around the building, and she'll be uh, the one uh, facilitating your uh, trips. She also, you notice she is also wearing the badge, similar to some a few of the other ones. It seems to be that the badge seems to be some sort of indicator of uh, something, mm. either membership to the agency or Possibly that it does something else, and you're, you're you haven't quite figured out the full function of the badge, uh, but it's obviously something magical. Okay, so I look over at Phil and say, "How did you die? What do you mean? What? How did I die? Why how are you, you fixing to die? How did you get here? 
I, that's a long story. I basically get this kid in this bar back in Ohio, got in this argument with me and sent me back here. Some, apparently he was some wizard trapped in Ohio somehow. So I, that's how I ended up here. Ohio is near here? No, oh. not at all. You'll figure it out, rookie. Yeah, he was a unique, like, uh, Agent Lance, he takes a big sip of his coffee, he looks and goes, he was a unique case, because not only was he displaced in time, but also space. It was, he's he's one of our most unique agents in, in that regard. Um, anyway, so. Phil uh, gives a big flourish with his hat at that. Great. Anos, <laughs> I just forget the one with the vest. Can you please give him a short tour around the, uh, around the facility? I'm going to go prepare the uh, briefing for your first mission, and I will see you in a few. Great. All right, so you've just been to the coffee shop, and so over here we have the office workers. Hi, office workers. Hi. Uh, <laughs> and great. we're walking. It's like a call center from hell. <laughs> right. Oh, over here, is, over here is our gift shop, and it's all plushy uh, on those sphinxes in different outfits. There's a uh, the nurse one. There's a uh, barista one. There's one in a really spangly outfit and has rollerblades on. Great, we got roller derby anos. That's awesome. Or sorry, they're the regular, the four wheeler ones, not the inline ones. Oh, okay. Um, and That's much better. And there's and there's one that looks like a robot. It's and you see in the corner there is a. Uh, uh, Anos that is wearing very dark somehow dyed her fur and just is wearing like very black eyeliner and has her nose pierced and she's just very not okay to be there. And she's just like so whatever. She was in charge of the gift shop, of course. She's, she's working in the register at the gift shop. You, yeah, yeah, you always have your goth autos working your gift shops at Aegis. All right. Okay. And over here is our costume department. Um, you just see a door that says costuming. And there's a window to the side. You just see a bunch rows of outfits. Um, over here is the uh, food court. And the food court is manned, of course, by Anos's because who else? Are they going to have? Yeah, I'm not very hungry right now. Oh, it's excellent food. All of the food is very excellent. I'm sure. It's it's authentic to time and place. For we who? Tr- for whatever type of food it is. Oh, awesome. You'll find a variety of foods. No, I'm not hungry right now. Excellent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's excellent about that? It's <laughs> not her problem. That's true. <laughs> Is there something I can get for you? Gadgets. You mentioned that we had gadgets. We will come to the gadget department shortly. One oh. moment, please. What did you need? Is there like a, a map of this place? Uh, Maps are useless here. Great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you're our tour guide and going to help us with our missions. Um, is he any help? Or are you the only one that's helping? It, I didn't you, think... You actually I, gestured towards Phil? Yeah, yeah. gestured yeah. at Phil. I don't... Rookie, did Phil, get I thought Phil left. You could learn yeah, a lot Phil's, from Phil's me. Phil's coming with you. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't realize Phil was coming You could learn a lot from me, Rookie. Just don't make like my last partner. 
Phil's, Phil's the leader of the group. He's 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 the senior agent. Right. No, I didn't partners. realize. I thought he was going to do other paperwork or something before. Because he doffed his hat, so I didn't oh. know if he was doing that towards uh, like that term, to Lance. His hat. <laughs> I didn't know if he was doing that to Lance or to the rest of us. Um, and she somehow is able to walk on her back feet as she is walking through. So she's gesturing with hand with paws. She has a very nice uh, vest and skirt with a ruffly shirt that is blue. It looks very nice, very professional. That's awesome. Professional Sphinx. Professional Sphinx. Aren't they the ones that you're not supposed to be able to lie to or something like that? Yes. Ah, awesome. Well, you can lie to them. You just have to answer. It's the riddles. Those that lie to the Sphinx are called Sphinxers. (laughs) (laughs) You see a you see an on nose come bouncing through the entire down the entire hallway, and somehow she's managing to get all four of her feet up off the ground at the same time. It's kind of it's, prances like all four feet in the air. It's, it's amazing. It's a feat to behold. You don't see any no. sphinxes flying, though. No flying sphinxes. They, they just, all have They wings. choose to walk. <laughs> that's that's um, interesting. There's a completely inappropriate joke about flying sphinxes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, and if we continue down the way, we here is our gadget department. You will explore more about it later. Oh, I was hoping to see it now. This is just an introductory tour. Uh, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No. Um, there's it, more. There's more doors it, that you, she doesn't you see explain. The, the hallways and and alley or not alleys, but the corridors seem to extend on forever. So there's but these are the places, infinite more things here. These are the places that you will be most likely visiting. Uh, also, oh, restrooms. You still go to the restroom, don't you? Uh, the restrooms are just down the hall, and she gestures with one paw. Thanks. That's awesome. About this time, uh, you see uh, Agent Lance come back and goes, So how was your tour? Great. Uh, apparently there's no map, so I'll never find my place around again. But Oh, well, actually, you'll have no problem here. If you're looking for something, you'll typically find it. Oh, you can always ask an Anos. Yes, they all know. They know everything. Oh, yes, that sounds very appealing right now. <laughs> so, uh, are you guys ready for your briefing? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Please follow me. Um, well... Have a re- follow me down this corridor, and we'll go into the into the meeting room. Am I accompanying? Yes, you are. Excellent. She walks on her right. back legs all the way over. So, je- uh, gestures towards a uh, table that has three chairs, and then there's a place for a fourth person to sit, but no chair there. A fourth person to sit, but there's no chair. Yeah. How do you know it's somewhere for someone to sit? Because the t- table's long enough for four people to sit behind it. Yeah. But there's only three chairs, and they are. Uh, oh, they, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter of the table, and then the first quarter is no chair. Okay. And you quickly see why, because Anos walks up to it and like sits on her hind quarters. Ah. Okay. And uh, and you see another agent in here, also wearing a similar pin to the first one. Oh, are, are sorry. You, are you Agent Lance too? Oh no, I had an incident. I'm, a, I'm Agent there. Marley. Of course. He goes. So. Pardon my hum, Marley. Oh, not at all. I know. Um. So, Agent Lance gestures at him. and goes, "This is, uh, gentlemen. This is, uh, and I know this." This is uh, Agent Marley. 
Um, he's been doing some of the uh, reconnaissance on this particular mission, so he will provide you what we know so far. Agent Mario goes, thanks. So, uh, this is, and he like holds up some little device and presses a button on that device, and suddenly a picture shows up on the wall. And he goes, and this is a picture of the of a guy who has a rotting face, a brown cloak pulled up over it, is holding up his hands with energy coming out of them, and like just hordes of the undead like roaming up around us. This is a guy named Elbezer the Scourge. Um, Felix, I know that when in some of your travels you actually had encountered him at a couple points, um, but. Uh, as long as you don't uh, reveal too much of yourself to him, he shouldn't be able to recognize you. Uh, so, anyway, he flips the uh, the, the next uh, slide on this on the picture on the but wall. But he wasn't that powerful. He was just like a, a low level crook. He wasn't spinning no whatever that stuff You're, is. Yes, this is this is kind of this is the furthest we were able to see into his timeline. This is ultimately, in the end, at least as far forward as we can see that past what is. Right now, the current timeline, um, he is the greatest of the evil necromancers of all time. He is the greatest threat to the natural world. Now, he is still progressing as normal. Um, but uh, he began his, his career, click, click, as you, and you see a guy um, who looks a lot like what you're familiar with, although he looks younger. He goes, okay. He began his career as a gentleman by the name of Elbezer Scrooge. Um, he uh, he caused several problems throughout the kingdom of Halinar. Click, click. And uh, you see a picture of the kingdom at that mm-hmm. point. And a text on the screen that says Halinar. Okay. Um, and he, uh, he goes, as he continued to grow in power, he eventually spe- began specializing in necromancy. And he's... Just tabbing through slides at this point, going through, and he usurped uh, power within the kingdom. Um, he event he started out as being an advisor to the throne, uh, and eventually was able to take uh, take control of the of the throne, uh, not in title but in function. Once the king fell ill, he was a, he was a low level dweeb thief. He wasn't like powerful or charming or charismatic or anything. Well, he he was a, a wizard who eventually gained enough power to conquer nearly the well as far as we can see into the future essentially the entire continent um possibly beyond there once he finishes his current campaign um and prior to that he became click click a lich um one of the most powerful of the undead and that is where he changed his name to Elbezer the Scourge so, the bar dude who is a thief right now and, and when I'm from is going to turn into a lich and to a powerful wizard? Well, he's always been a wizard. Okay. Maybe, maybe you didn't have that many dealings with him to understand that, but... Uh, but yes, he's, he's, always been, he's always been a wizard, although he, what you ever encountered was more mischief uh, when, when, you, uh, yeah. when you were at odds with him, because I know you never worked with him. No, but he just seemed like a dweeb, and you're going to tell me he's going to turn into a lich and the most powerful person on the continent? Yes. Accurate. Of course. So, um, People can seem powerful without... People People can seem not powerful when you first meet them, but they sometimes they are the most powerful beings. 
Take me, for example. And then at this point, uh, Agent Lance uh, kind of speaks up and goes, so once he became a lich, or once he becomes a lich, I suppose, uh, in the future, uh, he'll continue to grow, and, and as Agent Marley said, he'll conquer the entire continent with his army of the dead, causing much death and destruction, uh, but also spurring small pockets of heroes to take up cause against him. This is where Agent Marley then uh, speaks up against us. The problem that is stemming from this disruption right now is actually comes from apparently one of those heroes in, in one of those pockets in, in that future timeline. Um, a man by the name of Jacob Hawthorne. Uh, he discovered a method. Uh, we're still trying to research exactly how, but some method to send people back in time. Um, he is banded together with some of the other heroes in his future timeline, and he's attempting to attack Albizer at very various critical points within his lifetime to attempt to defeat him before he rises to the power that he has. Is Jacob part of Aegis? No, Jacob is acting on his own, and this is what part of the problem is. Okay. Um, we've identified the earliest potential disruption that uh, Jacob's uh, forces are probably going to be striking. Uh, this appears to be when he is stu uh, studying, uh, when Albizar is studying at uh, Vidora, the Academy of the Arcane. Um, this is slightly before uh, you met Albizar, um, Felix, but uh, we're not certain exactly what uh, Jacob's uh, forces might be planning, uh, but we're going to send you there to figure it out and stop it. Uh, while we're doing this, uh, Agent Lance and I will continue to research what other points of Elbezer's life are being interfered with, and once you have resolved that, please return here, and we will share with you what more we've learned. Okay, so, like, we're gonna go back into the timeline and try to stop this. Are you going to talk to us and tell us what's going on, or we just have Phil? No, you have Anos. Uh, Anos. You're coming too? Excellent, yes. She grins at you and you see all of her sharp teeth. The, the other, he also, uh, honestly, you have to have, honestly. Oh, she's the only method that we have. have Thank you. I just got them buffed. Uh, that's. They're like, there's one tooth that just bing. I'm thinking some people from my uh, timeline might react adversely to a. That is why honest. we have the badges. Yes. Those badges disguise her to anyone not wearing one as a uh, as a woman uh, that's rather... Not that, a woman. That we saw before. Got it. Tactically not a woman, yes. But, yes, she, appear, she will appear to be a woman um, hmm. to everyone else. And additionally, your badges help you. The uh, Did she introduce you to the costuming department? We walked past it. So, in the costuming department, there are outfits from a variety of eras. It takes a long time to make them. It does, but we have all the time in the world. You, the the, ba the badges uh, cloak you in one of those outfits, depending on what is most appropriate for the time you arrive in. So, no matter what you're wearing, you will always appear to those who are there not wearing a badge as though you are wearing an, uh, an appropriate clothing. Does Hawthorne's people have badges? Uh, unless they've stolen them from other Aegis agents, at which point we'd have a much easier time to track them down. Uh, no, I, I don't believe they do. If they do, then that would be indicative that we would have lost agents. and all, But on the other side, we would be able to find where they're at in time. 
Right now we're having difficulty with that. So why can't we just plant a badge on them? Well, I know this has extra badges. You can certainly try to. And then you guys can track them and we can come home and you can not kill us. We have no intention of killing you regardless. You're too useful. Awesome. I think the word you're looking for is eliminated. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> so, uh, Iowa or Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Not to be confused with Idaho either. I will make sure to bring extra badges with me. Excellent. Thank you, Anna. Any other questions before you're on your way? They should be easily accessible. I will put them in the bag where I stir my yarn. You do a lot of knitting on missions? No, I have my ball of yarn. She actually looks offended at you. I'm so confused. <laughs> Just roll with it, rookie. <laughs> roll with it, rookie. Because it's a ball of yarn. Oh, you're a cat. Got it. Oh. Exactly. I get it. Now. That's why she was offended. Ah. Knitting. <laughs> what am I in the costuming department? Excuse my friend. He's a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to catch up to ta- the time period. So, like, are you... How are we going to do this? How are we going to... Not for you. Just go back in time. Anos, I'm, I'm glad you're going to be there. I will help you. We're going to Doc Brown it. I will be the one that is transporting you. On your back? No, you only have to be touching me. You can awesome. touch my back if you so desire. It's like a big game of piggyback ride. Well, you don't have to physically be on my back. That would hurt an awful lot. Okay. But it's it's more entertaining that way. I will try and get you as close as possible to the time that you need. It's not always completely accurate. Sometimes we uh, uh, are a little bit off on time. Great. Usually only, well, at the most, a month. Afterwards? Before. Always oh. before. Well, except for that one time. Yeah, there was We had that to one try time. again. Of course. Okay, my head's spinning. Um, do we even have pictures of who we're looking for? <laughs> agent Marley goes, click, 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 click. Okay, click, click. I mean, the actual <laughs> agents and uh, Jacob Hawthorne. Oh, we have, no, we, we know nothing about Jacob Hawthorne other than his name or the people who he may or may not be sending. They are, these are heroes in the, in the future after... Um, Elbezer has already conquered the world. So these are pockets of essentially resistance. So is Jacob Hawthorne a human? As best we can estimate, yes. Human. Question mark. Uh, and his associates, are they also human? Uh, I believe he has associates in a variety of different uh, ethnicities, or I guess ancestries, I suppose. So I'm guessing we're not going to get paid for this? Well, you are, you are agents of Aegis, that's you have all the resources that that can exist across all of time. Why would you possibly need currency? And free coffee. <laughs> it's good coffee. <laughs> and it, costumes. It better be. <laughs> you don't actually wear the costumes. I'm disappointed. What about gadgets? <laughs> well, it, technically, the costumes wear you. It's, it's kind of a more accurate it's, way of putting it. It's more of the fact that you are wearing a... It's, it's like a hologram, but we have to make the actual physical costumes or else it gets... Very complicated. What's a hologram? I need a nap. <laughs> well, I, I'm afraid that despite the fact that it seems as though we have an unlimited amount of time, time still passes in a certain regard, so we don't have that much time to waste. So I would recommend that you you go with Anos sooner rather than later. 
Is there any gadgets that can help us? I, I know it seems like time. Um, what are they going to be getting gadgets for this mission? Yes, uh, out of your pack is they should be able to be. Oh, good. excellent! Uh, Anna has these unique saddlebags, as you can see on her. Um, they you never talk about a woman's saddlebags. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I'm not a woman. <laughs> you never talk about Anna's saddlebags. <laughs> but they are. Um, they tend they they have a good propensity to provide you the gadgets you need when you need them. Most of the time. Most of the time. There was that time. Well, more than once, but yes. Okay, I'm, we're getting like fireball spells and flaming swords and freeze people in time so they don't do anything. Stop, well, that, right? It, it all depends on what is needed for your current situation. You ask for a gadget, and Anos will provide, and hopefully it will be useful. Sometimes it's just a ball of yarn, and that's always useful. She looks fondly off into the distance. (laughs) Does anyone need any coffee before we go? I think it's excellent coffee. It's very tasty. I like mine with lots of sugar. (laughs) And cream. (laughs) Lots and lots of sugar. Yes, I can see that. So, could you give us something that would, like, freeze anybody? In, in time? Like, in time, yeah. maybe not in time, maybe in place. We'll have to see what the gadgets department whoops up for us. Right. It's always a mystery. I love picking things out of my saddlebags. It's always a, it's always an excitement time. She wiggles in her chair just and a little bit. And you're going to show us this to it now and teach us how to use it before the mission. Where would be the fun in that? Of course. <laughs> well, are you all prepared? I mean, come on. Are you all prepared to leave? Not prepared as we're going to get, I no, believe. But it doesn't. She seem looks to at matter. Phil and gives yeah. him a look of oh, rookies. <laughs> Speaking of which, what are your names again? I don't remember. I'm Felix. I'm going to call you Rookie One. What's your name? <laughs> Bellbath. Rookie Two. But I'm a fizzy wig. Rookie Two. <laughs> You should not be so mean to them. Tell my part. Tell my previous partner, Jean Claude, that. Which one? Jean Claude. Oh. Which one was that? What happened to Jean Claude? We don't go. We don't talk about details on that. Oh, is that the time that? Oh, I am sorry. A little bit of miscalculation there, Anos. It was not (laughs) my fault. Things happen. I. I was. I've been. I've been told many times that. Did Anos give her a ball of yarn? We're, that's classified. We don't talk about it. Anyway, uh, please you all make place one your, mistake. I know. Please, please place your your hands upon Anos, and uh, you'll be away on your journey. Great. I'll put my hand on the wing because I ain't getting any closer. Yep. I'll please. Phil places his hand on Anos. I'll obviously join the party and uh, place my hand on Anos. Okay. Not there. The other spot. Yeah. As, as soon as uh, Beldoth is the third person to put his hand on Anos's back, they all disappear in this, in this puff of blue smoke, and you all hear this pleasant chime. And we'll see where they end up next week on Paper, Pencil, Dice. Thank you for joining us for Paper, Pencil, Dice Podcast, a tabletop role-playing podcast. 